Well, it's July, the month where the United States blows up the sky for the first couple days and celebrates its patriotism. And on that patriotic spike, I think it's great to say the United States is one of the best countries in the world. And of course, it has its problems. It'd be ridiculous to say that other countries don't also have problems or that the U.S. is unique in the number of problems it has. All countries have problems, some have a lot, but the U.S. is has great benefits that outweigh most anything else, at least in comparison to other countries. Hi, I'm Turtle, and today we'll be talking about the U.S. and why it is one of the best countries in the world. Now, it's always fun to start off and play devil's advocate here. Start by saying what other countries might be some of the greatest in the world. And one of those countries that could compete with the United States being China. China is a country that has just recently gotten together and quite literally, after being apart for most of this last century, and has gotten an incredible industrial boom and has grown to be one of the largest countries in the world in population and one of the larger when it comes to land size. But China, of course, has its issues. Recently, the one-child law that it passed, well, not quite recently, but it's starting to have some disastrous effects as the youth are almost non-existent. Their population is essentially having itself. And having an incredibly old aging population is absolutely terrible for an economy. Just ask Japan as they see those jobs that are supposed to be taken by the younger generations don't have anyone to fill them as there's no one there. And the U.S. doesn't quite have this problem as it does have an aging population like most other Western countries. It has a nice steady immigration flow. It allows some immigrants to come in and they can fill those jobs that its aging population doesn't quite meet. But in other things, China has some other flaws like communism or whatever China does because it's not communism in the slightest. Unless you decide McDonald's is suddenly a communist company or however that works. But China has had a very rapid an ambitious growth plan that has led to entire cities being built that just never needed to be used, or untold amounts of just general human rights violations, as in the mountains of Tibet there is actual genocide going on, and most wage jobs don't pay well and are just horrible to work in. China is not a great country to live in at all, with authoritarianism and all kinds of ridiculous social credit, for example, is just absurd, and just human rights violations galore is all I guess I have to say about them. Now, let's look a bit more towards the West. Russia, yeah, no, I can't play devil's advocate for that one. Europe does have several promising nations, but it'd be ridiculous to compare a single European country to all of the United States. The U.S. has both inland area and population about the entirety of the European continent. 
So I don't think a single country there is going to combine. While the EU together does have some chances, much of Eastern and Western Europe is so rigidly divided that it's like recently Poland and other Eastern European countries have become a lot more right-wing after the fall of the Soviet Union and fall of communism, which seems kind of fair, like after being ruled over by a hardline communist dictator for a few years, you might want to give the other side a try until that doesn't work inevitably. And, well, yes, there's a lot of issues there, namely immigration, all kinds of rights for LGBT, and the fact that much of Europe is nowhere near as diverse when it comes to America. Europe as a whole also has food-related issues. Recently, the entirety of the Dutch country kind of just got rid of farming as laws have been passed that are just killing their farming industry and people kind of forget they need food which is a hilarious fact if it weren't so incredibly sad whereas people think oh yes this is bad for our environment let's just get rid of it despite realizing hey we need food to live and not die and of course brexit being a very interesting thing to happen to the UK, has kind of seen that country fall into its own myriad of issues. So, yeah, Europe isn't doing so well with the UK, France is quite literally burning to the ground, Eastern Europe is interesting, and the Balkans is always has been the Balkans, I guess is the correct way to say. No, Germany seems to be rearming, and maybe, just maybe, one of those European countries in NATO might hit the amount that we're all supposed to go to, instead of the US paying for literally all of the defense of Europe. Which, yeah, is another thing that we look at. Europe has a lot of things like free healthcare, free education, but kind of seem to forget why. It's purely because the United States finances almost their entire defense. Europe doesn't even come close like no i mean nobody does nobody does the u.s is the number one spender on military by miles and is rather independent when it comes to energy which is another major issue with europe europe is almost entirely reliant on other countries uh, like asia the middle east russia for example despite being the big bad and many claiming to try to cut off they need the oil because they're so incredibly oil-dependent. That's why some of the Nordic countries got so rich, was because of oil. They had all of the oil in Europe, which wasn't a lot. And when only a few countries in a... Imagine this. Say, one state in the U.S. We'll go with a random one. Vermont had all of the oil. All of the United States oil, or at least a good majority of it and then just kind of started being annoying to everybody. Nobody would really want their oil, but they'd all still need it, which means Vermont could just kind of get away with everything, which is what's happening with Russia. Maybe we'll say Washington also has some oil. Not quite as much, not enough to really serve everyone, but they, they can still sell it, and they get incredibly rich. 
but again, it's because, say, Canada is paying for the defense of the entire United States in this hypothetical situation. Europe is incre still incredibly dependent on other countries, and everyone but them seems to understand that. Which, now, let's look at maybe the other example of North American supremacy. Let's look at Canada. A country that could potentially, if you squint your eyes, compete for one of the best in the world. I mean, they've got great health care. They've got an okay political system, unlike the U.S., which just has, like, two picks. But Canada is nowhere near the United States in population, military, industry. It does not compare in any way. The U.S. has so much room to expand still. They have so much arable land, so much farmland. And we have so many resources that if we could manage it properly, most of our issues would be gone. That's how we got so rich during the World Wars. We had all the resources that could just be sold to everyone who needed them for ridiculous prices. It's like how the Middle East got rich. They have... They have the gum in school. Everybody wants it. They take a nickel for you, and they walk home $5 richer. It's that simple. If the U.S. could manage its resources perfectly, it'd be fine. Like, for example, California has been going through a lot of droughts and ridiculous water crises. Is that the right word? Crises? Anyway, if they built the proper thing to desalinate water, they could totally get away with it they could not have to worry about these ridiculous water man management. And the U.S., while some would say divided, as we only have two political options, it's kind of hard not to be divided politically because that every other country has at least a couple parties they can pick from, even if it's on or just one, depending if you live in, like, China. The U.S. seems rather divided, but... In reality, that's just extremists on Twitter. Your average person could not care less. Like, yeah, we've only got two options. My vote doesn't matter anyway, politically. That's what the average person thinks. They don't care. So in reality, that division is kind of not true. And like we saw at the beginning of the century, if something provokes the nation, we can absolutely get behind someone. We can absolutely pull ourselves together and be one of the best. But let's look at a bit more. Say, I don't know, the fact that we have more patent holders than almost any other country in the world. We have more doctors and e more Ethiopian doctors than Ethiopia does. That is an insane statistic. We have more people originating from a country doing something in ours than those people doing it in their country. And also, around 50% of the United States population will spend a year in the top 10%. 50%, one in two people will spend a year being the top 10% richest. That is what people mean in the United States when it is a country where success is absolutely possible. Whereas, yes, recently it's been seeming hard with our numerous economic issues and political mismanagement and corruption seeming. 
but still the United States has a way where it can just bounce back. The people can and will succeed. Just look at that for a moment. 50% of the country will spend a year in the top 10%. We have incredible amounts of jobs. We're the reason why people, there's a reason why people want to come to the United States. There's a reason why people all across the globe want to be here in the United States. Because it is an amazing place to live. We have incredible amounts of rights. Whereas Europe, you can get arrested for just protesting a political thing. Whereas hate speech laws, as they're called, saw many European protesters arrested over things done relating to Israel because they just hated people from Israel instead of just hating the things that were being done by the country. That's for, Imagine the United States. Someone gets arrested because they didn't like something the French government did. Like, hey, those protests in France are bad. They get thrown in jail because they hate Franks. That's such a ridiculous thing to happen in a first world country. It's just it's absurd. The United States is still absolutely one of the best countries in the world by miles. Absolute miles over everyone else. And if you don't believe so, I hope I provided a good enough argument to at least get that idea growing in your brain. To at least realize the fact that no other country really competes with us. And in order to pit this fair, I had to pit, put us against an entire continent just to see what we were made of. And how incredibly powerful the United States is. So, from Turtle, have a good day, and God bless the red, white, and blue.